0: Always know who your audience is. Always understand what their needs and what their wants are. And that's something I didn't do, but moving forward, before I go into a meeting, I make sure I do have that prep. And especially if I'm pitching them something for them to pay for something, I make sure I really understand who they are, what their values are, um, and how I can help them.
1: Hey, welcome to My Company Story. I'm your host, Don Burge. My Company Story is a podcast where I get to interview some of the most interesting business owners and CEOs about the challenges that they've faced and how they've overcome them. Enjoy the show. All right, I'm here with Jonathan Skogmo. He is the founder and CEO of Juke Media. Jonathan, welcome to My Company Story.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Sure. Jonathan, can you tell us a little bit about Jukin Media, what you guys do, uh, who your customers are, how you organize? Uh, tell us a, a description of the company, if you would.
0: Yeah, so Jukin Media, how we position ourselves out in the world is that we're a next generation media company, except we're powered entirely by user-generated content. What I mean by that is that is content that everyday people go out and create, um, or something they happen to capture, capture on their smartphone or some sort of recording device. And we find a lot of value in a lot of these videos. And we find, help, we find different ways to help monetize and exploit this IP, these really great assets, these really great videos that everyday people are creating. And so we built some technology to help us find the best of the best videos that are on the Internet. Um, and then we bring them into our infrastructure, and we can license that content. We create derivative works from that content. We further monetize that content
1: for other uh, video owners. Fantastic. So how long have you been doing this? So
0: we've been doing this for about 10 years or so. When I quit my job before I started the company.
1: Great. Well, congratulations. That's wonderful. Thank you. So, So in 10 years, what have you seen? I mean, a lot has happened in your space in the last 10 years. And even before that, take us your journey from how you got into this industry and led you to the path of starting the company, why you started the company.
0: So um, yeah, it's a really interesting story. I don't think that many people can say they've been around user-generated content their whole career. Um, I pretty much have. Um, when I first moved to Hollywood 15 or so years ago, one of my first jobs was working on a TV show. TV show. I always wanted to be in media entertainment, um, except my job on this particular clip show um, was to go to the PO box every day and pick up VHS tapes that everyday people would send in for a chance to be on a show. Think of America's Funniest Home Videos. This was a derivative version of that show. And so my job was help bring that video, that footage in uh, from the P.O. Box, people would send it in from all around America. And then I had to help do the clearance around that content. And so I was doing that uh, on a particular show, um, but then I really also took advantage of online video, when online video was in the very earlier days, particularly this platform. Um, but no one ever heard of at the time called YouTube.
1: A <laughs> little, little company called YouTube, yeah. A little
0: company called YouTube, and no one did ever heard of it. And so, luckily enough, me being a young um, entrepreneur, even at that age, I thought there was a huge opportunity to help source content, as opposed to let people kind of keep sending it in. And so, I was an earlier adopter of that platform, and I was able to find some really great videos that I could license and then put on the TV show. The next thing you know, and I started producing a lot of these cable shows. Um, I did that for the course of a few years uh, because as clip shows became more popular, so did online video, YouTube became more popular. And I started jumping around producing a lot of clip shows. Um, And that's how I kind of entered into user-generated content. I found value from this content on a linear side.
1: So explain, because I'm not quite sure, my audience may not be clear also, what is a clip show?
0: Like I said, it's think of like America's Funniest Some Videos.
1: Oh, all right. Okay, where you have lots of, of, of content on a show that user-generated content.
0: Yeah, between 2005 and 2009, there was a lot of cable uh, clip shows. Every kind of cable network wanted their own version of the clip show. And so I was kind of at the right place at the right time, and I jumped around from network to network producing a lot of these clip shows because I had the expertise in the finding and sourcing this content.
1: Got um, it. then so one. Then ha- so then what led to Juka Media then? I mean, how did you make the jump from working for somebody else to then starting your own company?
0: Yeah, one day I realized that this content is not going away. Like I said, online videos became more popular. YouTube was getting more popular. You had this really invention of the smartphone. People were able to shoot content, create content, share that content with the world on a bunch of other social platforms. And everybody was watching user-generated video. And I thought somebody had to actually start curating that content and start buying the rights. There's a lot of value in this IP.
1: And that I- somebody, might as well be you. It might as well be
0: me, so I quit my job. I was producing a show for Discovery and started the company for my apartment.
1: Wow, so tell us about those early days. So here you are, you, you quit the job, it's a little risky, there go the benefits, you're off on your own. How did you get funding? How did you, What did you do to get this going off the ground?
0: Well, I think um, at the time, um, being a little bit younger, I didn't think there was much risk in it. Um, For me, I think it was something I felt like there was a need, there was a problem that I had to solve, that someone needed to start curating this content. There was a lot of value there. And so it was a pretty easy decision for me to do it. Um, It was definitely rough and scrappy at the very early on. Um, I did not raise any money. Uh, The company has always been profitable from day one, even if you fast forward 10 years. Um, but I realized that I had to kind of prove prove the concept. And I was able to do that by simply just by um finding content and then relicensing it. Um and so I had a lot of use cases. Um I started growing the business literally one person at a time. I had people in folding tables and chairs in my apartment uh, before we got in office. And it was just as simple, just understanding that that what the unit economics of our video library was and how you create margin from that.
1: That's fantastic. And now here you are 10 years later, you've got 180 employees. You have offices where, around the world or? Yeah, we're headquartered
0: in Culver City. We have offices in New York, London, and New Delhi. We also have a few people stationed around the world as well.
1: Fantastic, congratulations on that journey. So tell me, Jonathan, how, What do these people do? I mean, how do you search the internet then for interesting uh, clips of people and then get in touch with them or tell us about the back office and how this how that how it works?
0: Yeah, so there's a subset of folks that go out and find that continue to go out and find this really great content that we find valuable. And we built a lot of technology and backend technology and workflow to help us kind of manage all these assets because I think YouTube just put out a number that 500 hours of content is being uploaded every single minute.
1: <laughs> 500 hours every minute? Yes. Yeah. So, just how just do you like, get your hand, hands around that?
0: Exactly. That's just on YouTube alone. You now have Instagram, Twitter, um, uh, Facebook, um, Snapchat. So there's all a lot of video platforms out uh, out there right now that are, people are uploading content, and we monitor all that. And the technology that we built help us helps us kind of monitor that content, helps us manage all those assets.
1: So do you look for content? Your company look, you guys look for content. You say that's going to be interesting. You'll do you then contact that individual who made that and say, hey, I've got a deal for you. Or do you? And then who do you sell it to? What tell us once you find something, what ha- what happens next?
0: Absolutely. So we go out. We we, once we identify a piece of content we feel like we can monetize, we go out to an individual owner, and we ask them, "Can we represent your videos? Can we get the exclusive rights? We'll pay you either a one-time payment, which people like, or we're going to give you, or we're going to give you an ongoing rev share, and where people can earn money down the line." Um, And so, from that uh, standpoint, these are video creators or video owners that are really not going out, kind of, to seek. Uh, fortune, there happened just again catches great video and they uploaded it, and so to this day I think in the last four years we have paid twenty five million dollars to video owners.
1: Wow, you've paid twenty five million dollars off to users out there.
0: Yeah, I really believe we created the kind of the market out there uh, and 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 helped push the demand for this type of content, and so um, we've been very lucky from that standpoint. And what we do with it is uh, what we do that piece of content is uh, how kind of the whole machine works. So one side of our business is the acquisition side, the other side is really how we exploit and monetize.
1: So what do you do with that then? So you've got a con you've got a clip of a guy with a cat video that's really cool or whatever something. And then and then then you take that video and then what do you how do you sell it? How do you monetize it?
0: Sure, we and, and to the cat video point, we have a ton of cat videos. <laughs> um and they do really well, but you know, so many cat videos are uploaded every single day. But we happen to get that one video that we can push. That have variety to help monetize. So one side of our business is our licensing business. Uh, we have a licensing platform, a platform, a marketplace, where we license you every, more, every morning show, news show, talk show around the world.
1: Oh, I see. So when I clip on my, my news at the end of the day and I'm looking at Channel 7 news and I see a cat video that's on there, they've paid you and you've paid the, the guy that made that cat video.
0: Correct.
1: Correct. Got it. Okay. And then you
0: may see that video on some sort of a digital publication um, where them, somebody might write an article around that piece of content and we'll also get paid on that. Sometimes you may see different copies on YouTube and we also help the owner manage the rights around that and they'll get paid on that. We also work with some of the biggest brands and agencies in the world as they want to use this content for commercials, uh, TV commercials, uh, social campaigns, uh, their social um, their social um, platforms. Um, and it's really interesting to see brands really um, um, take a liking to this type of content. And I think that's because the content is real can't remanufacture some of these moments. Um, It's authentic, it's organic. Um, It's really interesting to see brands really wanting to to tap into user-generated content, Where five or six years ago, they probably didn't want to go in that direction, but particularly when so many people are creating creating content using their products and services, they want to tap into that conversation. That's great. That's the licensing side of the business. The other side of the business, that we've taken these really great assets, these video assets and created these content brands. And so we've created these consumer-facing brands where we have huge partnerships with YouTube, Facebook, Snapchat, where we are publishing this content in a curation uh, fashion. We're creating some original content um, into different uh, consumer-facing verticals. So we have five verticals in total. We have um, uh, Fail Army, People Are Awesome, Pet Collective is our three biggest verticals, between the five, we have about 200 million fans, and we do about three-ish billion views a month.
1: Wow, three billion a month, that's amazing. I imagine you have, don't you have a lot of people reaching out to you saying, look at my video, I think it's really neat, and they, they wanna try to sell you on their idea?
0: Yeah, absolutely, especially for these through these consumer-facing brands. A lot of people want their video on Fail Army. They want their cat on the Pet Collective. And so we're able to get a lot of submissions, Unfortunately, everyone thinks their video is the best of course, so still going out and finding that content, uh, is the most valuable content.
1: I see. And then is it hard to find brands? I'm thinking, I don't know, like a shoe brand or something, you know, a customer facing brand, uh, you know, lucky jeans or somebody that wants to have you find content for them and you work on that side also then?
0: Yeah. So if it's not in our library, a brand may come to us and say, Hey, We want people, lucky jeans, or let's just use, I have a Coke over here, sitting Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola says, hey, we want people making music with Coca-Cola bottles. Can you help us find uh, those videos? And we will search the web and help them find those videos. Our belief is that content exists out there, someone has created that content and we can help curate that content for them whether it's for a one-off campaign or something they want to use for their social channels to engage in, in their audience and i
1: talking. see so like the uh, the the marketing arm or the ad agency for coca-cola would say you know we got an idea we'd like to see people making the music with coke cans go at it you go you take that assignment you go out there you either look for it if it's already been made or you'll talk to people and say, make it or make it for them and then get it back to Coke.
0: We believe it's already been made at the end of the day. And again, it comes back to that authenticity.
1: Yeah, right. It's authentic that way, right? Yeah, fantastic. So Jonathan, where do you see the trends going in your industry? I mean, you've seen it from VHF tapes picking up at the PO box all the way through the internet and as big as YouTube is right now. What are we going to be seeing in the next uh, one, two, three or five years? Yeah, a few
0: things. I think there's a huge trend right now in the media industry for these subscription services. You have all these legacy and huge media uh, companies um, having a subscription service with Disney Plus just launching, Apple, um, obviously you have Netflix, Hulu. Um, I think what we're gonna start to see is more subscription fatigue as more of these people launch over the next 12 to 18 months. I think there's over 300 paid subscription video services or something that I read out there. And I think that's actually gonna lead to more fatigue as well or
1: fatigue so yeah. fatigue so if it's so what will the fatigue lead to then
0: i think the fatigue lead to the people going back to an ABOT model
1: and that's oh. something
0: we're investing in Got it. Um, we're investing in linear channels so fail our brand fail army and pet collective you can find on samsung plus you can find on infinity you can find on pluto where we actually created um and curated our videos our library and created programming um, that's mixed in with ads, and I think what you're going to see is you're going to see people dropping those subscription services. They're not going to have ten subscription services, video services. They're just going to have a handful, and people are still going to continue watching the old-fashioned way through. I Able. see,
1: I see. Fascinating. Uh, that's,
0: that's that's one thing, and I think the other thing is I think you're going to see a rise in more short-form video um, uh, platforms. Um, it's been really interesting to see Facebook and YouTube. Uh, the ones that were really in the short form, they decided to go into a longer form direction. They're encouraging more um, video creators to create longer form, where you have people like TikTok, who is having a great year this year in explosive growth. Snapchat is making a comeback. And I think in 2020, you also have Quibi launching. And I think there's gonna be even more um, short form video dedicated platforms. So
1: those fantastic. are my two predictions um, yeah. for the next few years. Okay, great, fantastic, uh, Jonathan. Let me ask you. I, I ask every business owner on the on the on the program these two questions. What about the challenges that you've faced and how you've overcome them? So, if you were speaking to other business owners and CEOs out there who have been in business about ten years, they've got about hundred employees, uh, you know, or you were to talk to yourself uh, fifteen years ago. What advice, what would you say to yourself or what would you say to those entrepreneurs starting off about the challenges that you faced and then how you've overcome that challenge?
0: Well, I'll just kind of think of some of the advice that I got um, that I may have not listened to, um, but I wish I had. And I would tell myself as, you know, and I, and it's kind of the cliche of that, um, you know, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um it definitely, you know, I've been doing this for, for nearly 10 years and to build a success, I think this old saying is my overnight success took 10 years. Um, <laughs> right. I, I truly believe that most businesses take a long time. I think the average business for an even acquisition is, is like 15 or something years. Um, you read about these success stories that with explosive growth. Those are very, very rare. That explosive growth and, and having acquisition, um, be in the long game. This is a long game. Take care of yourself, healthfully, um, uh, physically, mentally is super important any, for any founder. Uh, mental health is a huge issue right now among the, the startup community. It's important that you get your rest. It's important that you don't burn the candle two ends. Um, play for that long game. Don't play for that for those for those short sprints. I would say knowing that that this is a marathon, and you're gonna make um, you're gonna have wins along the way, you're gonna have failures along the way. Keep on trucking. Have a good attitude. It's a roller coaster ride, and as long as you're going like this, it's never straight and up to the right. There's always dips, you know, hills and valleys. And so that's something I want to give to another uh, another founder. It's not always up to the right. You're not always killing it. The businesses go like this.
1: That's great. Great advice. Stick in it, into it for the long run. Pace yourself, take a breath. Don't get too discouraged. Just keep on plugging away one foot in front of the other.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Do you have any other lessons that you'd want to pass on to other business owners that might be listening?
0: Well, um, I was thinking about, um, how much the failures act, you know, just talking about how much the failures, uh, you learn more from your failures than you do from your successes. And that is so true, and I've had a lot of failures along the way. I've tried new things, and I was just kind of thinking um, a specific example of where something really went wrong and what I learned from that. And there was just this one time when I was pitching um, pitching a new idea to a company, a company that I thought I understood their brand and understood their audience, um, just because I was a passive – uh, a passive, I was passively familiar with the brand and I really didn't do my homework to understand who that brand was and what their audience cared about. Um, and maybe, you know, um, I was too busy or maybe I thought I knew everything and I went in for this pitch thinking I, I knew what, 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 who their brand was and I totally fell flat and I just did not do my homework as I should right. I didn't dig in as much as I thought, as much as I should have. I thought I knew it and I was flat and it was so embarrassing (laughs) how much I did not know our audience and how bad and poorly that meeting went. Luckily, the other guy, the guy on the other end, was super nice and he was still happy to be complimentary, even though he didn't have to. But for me, it was a huge lesson: is that always do your homework, always know who your audience is always understand what their needs and what their wants are. And that's something I didn't do, but moving forward before I go into a meeting, I make sure I do have that prep. And especially if I'm pitching them something for them to pay for something, I make sure I really understand who they are, what their values are um, and how I can help them.
1: Yeah. I was going I was thinking when you said that, I bet you haven't made that mistake again. Have you?
0: I don't think so. No, no. I, <laughs> once you that, fall pretty, if you, I fell pretty hard that time. So
1: yeah. Yeah. That, that's great. How would anyone get a hold of you, and what would that look like as far as wanting to work with you or work for you?
0: Because we deal with uh, thank you for asking that. Because we deal with so many different clients in different areas of our business. Depending if you are a brand and publisher and you want some of our content, um, if you want some of our distribution, if you are a video owner that created a really piece of con- great piece of content. Um, the best way to get a hold of me is just just reach it, go on the website jukinmedia.com and send us an email. And we'd love to hear from you. Whether if you want a piece of content or if you have a piece of content, we would love to hear from you.
1: Great. And that's Jukin. J U K I N Media, M E D I A dot That's right. Yep. Great. Fantastic. Jonathan, thanks so much for your time today. You've been a great guest and uh we look forward to your following your success.
0: Thank you so much. I really appreciate the questions.
1: All right. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening to My Company Story. We have new episodes coming out every week, so please subscribe if you like this. And if you'd like to hear previous episodes, you can go to mycompanystory.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you or someone you know would be interested in coming on the show, please email me at donburge.com. Thanks for listening.